You guys ever feel like maybe sometimes life is out to get you? You ever feel like maybe you're, uh, the floor is quicksand and you're getting dragged down? You ever walk into your room and find your dad sniffing your underwear s- seductively? <laughs> well, if you have a fucked up life and need some unsolicited advice, Come to me. Actually, I guess if you come to me, it's solicited. <laughs> Anyways, if you have any fucked up things that you want my input on, go to uh, the Twitter at Forehead Fables, and DMs are open. Send them to me, and on this podcast, I'll go over them at the end of every episode. All right, so anything you guys are interested in me uh, 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 answering, hit me up in the DMs, and I'll weigh in on it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is me, General Sam, back at it again with episode 11 of the Forehead Fables podcast. Uh, we got some tough news today. Um, my wife started watching these podcasts. <laughs> so uh, she's only on uh, episode two. And, uh, and she texted me angry because I had been talking to a woman for 80 minutes. And she didn't realize that the woman had a penis. She, I think she thought that was a joke. And, uh, and if she's already mad and she's only gotten that far, well then, uh, <laughs> might as well pack it up, boys. I think I might die in the next couple of days. <laughs> I think every episode I have at least dragged her through the fucking dirt at least once, <laughs> at least once. Anyways. So as you can tell, I'm sick as shit, right? I got sick. I made that, uh, um, uh. I forget what video, the kinchy video, you could tell my voice was all fucked up. That's why I didn't make anything for like a week. My voice, it just disappeared, right? It's because of the baby. She comes home and she's fine too because babies, they're like, everybody acts like they're so fragile. She takes a fall off the sofa and whacks her head on the coffee table and she screams for like 10 seconds and gets up and runs away like nothing happened. If I fell off the couch and hit my head on the coffee table. That'd be it. I'd be in the hospital for a couple of days, but she's, you know, so she got sick and then like went like <clears throat> and ran a fever for 10 minutes and then was fine. But then she like coughed in my face and then I lost my voice for I, that's how I make my money, right? My voice. And so, and that happened to be the month that I have to do all this goddamn work before I go on vacation next month. So that uh, wasn't good. And then, uh, and then I got better. And then I went to the doctor to get a flu shot so I didn't get sick again. And uh, and I was running a fever. They take my fucking temperature and I, I have the flu already. And I can feel it. I'm losing my voice again. So I, I woke up grinding hard. You know, rise and grind gamers. It's 7.40 a.m. I've already set up the lights. Already set up the camera. The sun's coming up. It's time to do a fucking podcast. I don't fuck around. No, I can tell, dude. I'm going to use my voice. By the end of this podcast, this thing's going to be raggedy as fuck. It's going to go out today. I can smell it. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well do this podcast while I have the chance, while I have the opportunity. Um, Because it might be another week before I can speak again. And the only way I could speak is if I do those, like, really low. I had to, like, act like I was... Sound like a fucking movie uh, uh, trailer voice actor guy. But it don't matter. It don't matter. Because I got I got some exciting shit that happened this week. Listen to some stupid ass synthwave mix. I got to turn this shit down. Got like the fucking 80s cramming in my ear. 
if you're watching this and you're like, hey, what kind of podcast is this going to be? What's he going to talk about? Uh, I'm a fan of movies. And as you can tell, I talk about uh, three different things on my podcast. Either I'm talking with a guest, I'm talking about true crime stuff, uh, or, or I'm talking about movies. <laughs> I'm not a real complex guy. So I'm going to be talking about movies this time because uh, uh, movies uh, are, are in theaters, <laughs> as they usually are. And uh, I went to go see them. And I went to go see a couple of them, and then I've been looking at um, some shit on Netflix I want to talk about. Actually, I'm going to start with the stuff on Netflix, because this shit, it's got me going. All right, so you know how, like, Minecraft is cool again, right? Minecraft's the shit. It's not stupid anymore. It's not a kid's game anymore. It's a man's game. We've reclaimed it from the kids. Either that or the kids have gotten older, and now they're just us, you know? But, uh... I don't think we can move into this new era of of cool Minecraft, of socially acceptable crafting, without remembering what made it so bad in the past. And that is um, content creators making incredibly kid-centric Minecraft videos, for one. Two, kids existing, so everybody kill your kids. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> and three... Um, uh, people, uh, corporate trying to get their hands in on some of that Minecraft money. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I was on my, uh, not on Minecraft. I was on uh Netflix scrolling through some shit. I think I might be the last person to realize this was a thing, but there is this show called Minecraft story mode that I discovered on Netflix. And it's an interactive Minecraft show where you use your your fucking Amazon remote to control what happens in the show. Now, initially you might be thinking, God, that sounds like a great idea. And it does sound like a great idea. But this is made by uh, the people, uh, Tell, Telltale Games. They help make it. And which I think is one of the most overrated uh, developers I've ever fucking seen in my life. They make nothing but shit after shit after shit. Everybody acts like those Walking Dead games were so great. Shit. They were shit. Don't even act like choose your own fucking adventure games are good. They're not. And this one is no exception. It's even worse than all the others. Because the only way you can have a good one of those is if you have good uh, dialogue. And the dialogue in this is, oh my God. It's done in the same, you know all those Minecraft music videos? Where they have like, a, it's like that 3D renderer or whatever. It's like Source Filmmaker, but for Minecraft. That's how this thing's made. The dialogue makes no fucking sense. It, it, it feels like the beginning of Pokemon. They're like, we got to go on an adventure. And they like leave the house and they never come back. <laughs> I only watched like half of one episode. All right, cut me some slack. It was that fucking bad. But the icing on the cake, the icing on the cake about this one is the main actor. The lead guy is voiced by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> They got they got Patton Oswalt to voice this. He looked at the script and said, this is right up my alley. <laughs> and on top of that, on top of that, they got him to do like a inside the actor studio kind of like behind the scenes interview where he's talking about how great the cast is and everything. It's the greatest thing in the world. You should go see the trailer for this thing on Netflix. Fucking horrible. But um. Uh, hold on, I, I, as I was watching it, I was like writing some shit down on my Google Keep. 
because it was it was so fucking stupid. Here's some lines, some dialogue from the show because of how bad it is. Okay, they they had a joke about what like this was random. It had nothing to do with the story. One guy just random in the middle of the conversation, he just goes, "Hey, would you rather fight a hundred chicken-sized zombies or one, or ten zombie-sized chickens?" And then you get to your fucking decisions on the controller have nothing to do with the story, as far as I can tell. Now, maybe down the road, you might have gotten into some fight with zombie-sized chickens or chicken-sized zombies based off your criteria, but I doubt the outcome really would have done all that much in the end, like whatever you chose. But I made like five decisions during this first episode, and it had nothing to do with the story. It was like the story was like, hey, let's go to grandma's and go through the woods to go to grandma's. This isn't the story. This is a hypothetical. Let's say the story was let's walk down to grandma's house through the woods. And like halfway through, they would just like go like, hey, I found two lollipops, red and blue. Which one should I pick? And then you go on the controller and go red. And he goes, I love red, sticks it in his mouth and keeps going. And if you choose blue, he goes, I love blue, sticks it in his mouth and keeps going. It has fucking nothing to do with the story. The way to do an interactive one is like that, uh, uh, what was that one from um, Black Mirror? I'm sorry, guys. African-American Mirror. What was, it, what was uh, Bandersnatch? That's how you do a choose-your-own-adventure. That was some shit right there. I sat there on New Year's. On New Year's, it was uh, several hours before I got my hernia from laughing while playing Cards Against Humanity in that video. I was sitting there with my brother-in-law. We watched Bandersnatch, and we did every fucking selection on that thing. It took us like two and a half hours to watch the whole thing because we kept going back and dying because we kept choosing the wrong shit. And the whole time, I'm sitting there stuffing my face. That Me getting a hernia on that thing was like a... Uh, <laughs> it was a series of bad decisions and overweightness. It wasn't just overweight... It wasn't just the laughing. It was also the three hours of me just stuffing my face on New Year's and drinking uh, uh, lots of alcohol and lots of um, carbonated beverages, which I was like bloated and shit. And then I laughed really hard. <laughs> it was a Oh, my God. I can feel my voice already. <laughs> Anyways, fucking forget that. Back, back to what I was talking about with this stupid Minecraft thing. So... They had all this shit, right? All this bad dialogue. They had all the bad choices. Oh, wait, there was another one that they had. Uh, they got, like, a stupid pig in a costume. And, like, Patton Oswalt, it, like, zooms in on his character. And he goes, the only thing harder than putting a costume on a pig is taking it off. <laughs> and then it's just dead silence. There's weird dialogue gaps in this. And the, the, the thing is, is that this interactive show... All it is is dialogue. There is no action. It's just dialogue. So that shit better be dialed in. You know? It's like a Skyrim conversation. <laughs> There's like huge gaps between dialogue. It's fucking weird. And like, why would he agree? Like, he even said it like it was a joke. Am I an idiot here? I know that... I know that in your mind, you think that I think I'm a fucking comedian. And I know, in my mind... I ain't that fucking funny, but you can't tell me that there's a joke hidden in here. Why the fuck did Patton Oswalt say this like it was a fucking joke? The only thing harder than putting a costume on a pig is taking it off. Where the fuck is the punchline? Where's the setup? I'm actually getting angry just remembering it. It's that fucking bad. 
Go watch it. Just go watch it. I don't think I'm doing this thing justice. You need to watch this show. Try sitting through that thing. It's like walk, uh, watching Paw Patrol. And you might think, Sam, you've really driven this show into the dirt. It's time for you to move on to another subject. And I would agree with you. But I ain't done yet. Because the mastering on the soundtrack on that show is shit. It's The music is fucking 100% the whole time. You can barely hear what someone's saying. It's horrible. And what else do we got? Huh? Oh, that's it. <laughs> I had a list of gripes going on with this fucking show. That was that was the end of it. If you think my pessimism with movies and shows is going to end here, a mere uh, thirteen minutes and forty nine seconds into the uh, into the podcast, well, buddy, you got another thing coming because I also went to go see it too in theaters a month late. I couldn't find anybody to go see it. My brother's too much of a pussy to go uh, see a horror movie. My uh, my brother-in-law, uh, he's out of town um, becoming an astronaut. That's not a joke. <laughs> God, way to make me look like a fucking asshole, right? <laughs> I thought I would just have to compete with my brother my whole life. Turns out I have to compete with my fucking brother-in-law. I married into a family where the guy's becoming a fucking astronaut. And then uh, uh, I could, and Abby didn't want to go see it because it's a scary movie. And uh, it turns out my mom had seen it one without telling me. And so I could have gone and seen it with her. My mom's cool as shit. And uh, it, I never even asked her because I never thought in a million years she'd go see the first one. So I ended up uh, seeing it with my friend Logan, which, by the way, get this, get this shit, right? We've been, we've been grilling Logan every goddamn day. He kind of gives me these snide comments about my camera gear. All right. He's like, uh, I'll be like, hey, uh, dude, I just got this new lens, you know, that I use for fucking making videos. I buy something like this and it helps me make money. And he gets all fucking pissed off about it. Like, oh, why do uh, you have to spend so much money on stuff like that? You bought some more camera shit. You don't need to buy money. You don't, or you don't need to buy money. You don't need to spend money on that. Like he's like Mr. Frugal, right? And I'm like, dude, it's like part of my business. What do you get to? I got, I got a, I don't have to have it, but it helps out. You know, you got to invest in yourself, right? And, uh, you know, that's why uh, strippers get their uh, assholes waxed. You got to invest in yourself. And he, uh, he's always giving me attitude. Well, then we found out he got a new car. Now, Logan is still in college, and he's my age. <laughs> he's one of those guys, lifetime student, right? And um, and he teaches tennis at country clubs. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, Logan, what kind of card do you get? <laughs> and he won't tell me. Because I know for a fucking fact he bought a nice-ass car and he won't tell me what it is because he knows that I'll turn around and shit on him. Because the the only thing that's a worse investment than a car is like a mobile home. It's the only thing that devalues faster over time. So I know whatever the fuck he got, he spent a lot of money on it. I drive a 2005 Honda Element, baby. I drive a beater. This thing has been wrecked over and over and over again. And I ain't getting a new car. When I when I get a new car for me, it's going to be another beater piece of shit. Because cars are a waste of money. I just don't. I'm married already. I don't need to look good. What do I need to have a nice car to get some 
new bitch. I mean, when I get a divorce, that's when I'll get a nice car. But uh, as of right now, I'll stick with my piece of shit. <laughs> so anyways, I invite him to go uh, to go see the movie, It too. I show up at the movie theater, waiting on him. Guess what he pulls up in? <laughs> a bright and shiny Jaguar. <laughs> and I know for a fact... He only got that fucking thing so that he could fit in at the goddamn country club where he teaches tennis. You know that's the only reason he got that shit. There is no reason a college student can justify having a Jaguar. Not only that, but what kind of fucking... If you're going to buy a nice car, there's a million other cars I would get before I'd get a Jaguar. If I take all my camera gear, lights included, right? I take up the cost of that and put it all together... And on top of that, put it on top of the the Kelly Blue Book price of my shitty little car outside. It still doesn't even equal the amount that your fucking Jaguar costs, bitch. How about that? Who's wasting money now? And you're a college kid. You got. You should be saving money, dude. I could. I feel my voice. I when I was yelling that, this shit was like on a tightrope. It was about. <laughs> This is about ready to fucking fall off the cliff. Yeah, I'm not going to have a voice by the end of the day. <laughs> I need to stop yelling. I should have a, I should be doing like the NPR, um, <laughs> the NPR smooth sailing voice. Hey guys, this is me, Corva Coleman. It is currently 7.56 a.m. and you are listening to NPR radio. Um, <laughs> Hong Kongians, Hong Kongiites are in their... 196th day of revolution. <laughs> Things are looking grim. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. When are those people going to get it together? Um, we'll get back on the Hong Kongians later. Well, we got to move on to the uh, uh, It Too. All right, so anyways. So I go to see uh, uh, a fucking It Too with uh, Logan. Which, by the way, if you're ever looking for a date with somebody... Um, you know, not that I was going on a date with Logan. Uh, if you're ever going on a date with someone, don't go see a movie. I just realized this, but I, I talked to the guy all the time, almost every night. We went to high school together. I talked to him almost every night. We play league together. You know, he's a good friend. He's the only person from high school. I still talk to besides that, uh, fucking bitch that I married. And, uh, so he's a, he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Abby's going to watch this and fucking stab me in the eye. And, <laughs> I go to see this movie with him and I realize like I haven't seen this guy IRL in like six years and I fucking shook his hand said like four words to him got some popcorn walked into the movie didn't speak to him for two hours and then we just drove home I watched him crawl into his stupid Jaguar and drove drive away it was like there's no like we should have gone to dinner or something like that but he doesn't live in town so he had to eat dinner with his family and hang out with them so uh, that, that's understandable. But uh, if you're looking to catch up, a movie is not the way to do it. <laughs> so anyways, so we got to see It too. Now, um, there's some things that have been plaguing the horror movie genre for a long time. Most notably, uh, horror movies are the most uh, quantity over quality genre that there is. If, if Suicide Boys music was a movie genre... <laughs> It would be horror, the horror genre. If, uh, if Bones, if Bones' music genre 
was a movie genre, it would be horror. Because <laughs> this shit, uh, only about uh, 3% of the movies that come out in the horror genre are worth watching. And that's that's about right for their music as well. Mm. So, there's some problems with it too. Now, It One, on the other hand, is a great movie. I feel like it. It's I think it's the most successful horror movie of all time. Great movie. I think it's worth watching. It too, on the other hand, is uh I wanna say self indulgent, but that's not the word for it. I would say the word for it is they they figured out what's scary and just keep doing it. Have you ever noticed that every scary movie now is like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare to the point where you know when it's going to happen. The point of a jump scare is that you don't know when it's going to happen. And what the fuck ever happened to Eerie? Since when is Eerie not a thing anymore? You know, if you build up, I think there's something to be said for just uh, uh, building up an eerie environment where you're like, hey, this is unsettling. <laughs> unsettling is fine. Have you ever seen a movie where you're just uncomfortable? That in and of itself is kind of horror element. You ever seen that movie, The Witch? It's a fantastic movie. It's made by Robert Eggers. Uh, Charborg was talking about that next movie coming out by him uh, called The Lighthouse. He the, Before The Lighthouse, he came out with this movie called The Witch. You should watch that movie. It's a horror movie. I don't think it has a single jump scare in it. It's just fucking creepy. It's just a fucking creepy movie. That atmosphere is weird. It's, you're so isolated. It's odd, you know? John Carpenter's, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, I don't think has a single jump scare. It's just fucking creepy. Just the, it's like a body horror movie. It too could have been that way. There's plenty of shit in there where, uh, okay, you guys seen that trailer? Have you seen the trailer for It Too? Where the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, one of the main ladies goes and has tea in her old home she grew up in. And, and there's this old grandma that's serving her tea. And she's like, oh, I've lived here with my father since 1908 or whatever. And, uh, and you see her like in the background creeping along naked and shit. And it's fucking creepy. It builds some serious atmosphere. And the end of the trailer uh, or that's the beginning of the trailer. And then uh, all of a sudden she starts like trying to like, she like flaps her shirt collar or something like that. Hold on, let me undo my uh, my my collar here. She starts to flap her thing and you see she has like fucking psoriasis on her titties or something. <laughs> and you can tell something ain't right. And uh, uh, and then it cuts to the rest of the trailer, right? But that, that first section in that apartment building, God, that has some atmosphere. Now, let me ruin it for you. In the movie, it builds all that atmosphere, and it feels great. It should have just been creepy, and there should have been some sort of resolution to it, and then she leaves. But instead, she gets chased out of the apartment building by the old lady who turns into some giant pendulous titty swinging monster. There was a, It like just turned into a giant jump scare. And I saw it coming from a mile away, and I was disappointed before it even fucking happened. There was no need for it. It was like 80 minutes of just jump scare after jump scare. There was some shit at a buffet table at the beginning where they're all, all the friends get together. Totally not needed. It was the most gratuitous thing. It was like, dude, just stop. Back before 
they were really good at doing CGI and stuff. There was a, a saying for horror movies, and it was don't show too much of uh, the man in the foam suit. <laughs> uh, don't show too much of the monster. All right. You ever seen the first alien movie? That was a great movie, which, by the way, women always talk about. There needs to be good uh, heroic women f- uh, roles, aspiring roles for women to look up to. And so they keep remaking fucking Ghostbusters and Ocean's Eleven and shit with women. And they're wondering why they're doing so poorly. It's because it's just it's just a bad idea. All right. That movie barely skated by with Brad Pitt and George Clooney. You don't need to remake it with a bunch of dumb cunts. Nobody knows. Make your own roles that have strong female leads. Look at Ripley from Alien. Nobody's complaining about Sigourney Weaver. She was a strong female character in fucking 1978. You know, or 82 or whenever the fuck that movie came out. If you've ever seen the first Alien movie, which by the way, Sigourney Weaver, you know, uh, punch me in the dick. I don't care. She was fucking hot. She may be like 6'8". <laughs> and her pubic hair may be sticking out the sides of her fucking thong in that movie. But she's fucking hot, all right? And she's uh, her tall ass is creeping around that spaceship the whole movie. And you see, you actually get like a full body shot of the monster in like the last five minutes. They don't show you the whole thing. They just show you like a shadowed glimpse of the side of it. And the whole movie, you're in suspense. What the fuck is this thing? You know? The movie Predator, they don't show you like a full thing of it until the end. You know, you don't get a full grasp of what it is. John Carpenter's the thing. I don't think you get a, a, a full understanding of what it is until the the crescendo, like the third act, the the last section. Um, there's a lot of great. The Fly is another great example. You don't get like a full grasp of what you're dealing with. You're not supposed to show what exactly it is until the end. So at the end of it too, they just. The fucking stupid clown turns into a giant spider thing, right? And I feel like that scene goes on for 28 minutes where I have to see this stupid clown with spider legs and it's like all horror is drained from it. Now, now that I just said that and my fucking hand's up in the air, like I'm the, actually, now that I'm looking at the fucking source monitor, it looks like I'm doing a KK or Nazi salute. But now that I have my hand up in the air, like I know what I'm talking about, I'm starting to think that, you know, that you could argue that the entire point of the movie is that the grown-ups realize that it isn't that scary, and they use their combined force and will to make it seem like a tiny little man and drain all fear from its existence, right? And maybe you could say having them have that stupid drawn-out scene where it's a giant spider reduces fear or something like that but you know for the audience i don't know you could argue that but it's a shit argument because it's a shitty scene i'm like sitting there looking at this stupid giant clown for for like 40 minutes it was way too long i was just done i was i had to piss and i was ready to leave the theater all right i just wasn't happy the movie you know what that movie was interesting because there's a lot of movies i've seen out there where i'm like dude this movie I feel like was killed on the editing room floor, right? Inception, great movie. Some shit could get taken out of it and some shit could get added into it. That would make it a whole lot better. Dunkirk, 
very similar. But uh, with it too, I feel like I could have taken the entire movie the way it was in theaters, simply imported it into Adobe Premiere. And in an hour and a half, I could get you a better movie than what was in theaters by just cutting shit out of it. Shit just needed to get taken out and flushed down the toilet because it was just it was just too much. It was too much. And by the way, horror movies aren't supposed to be long. Just just give me a... I got it. It's, you're not making fucking Lord of the Rings here. It's a clown. Not only that, but did you see that outburst on Twitter where it was like these people that were pissed off that it... They were like, it too is not the uh, the progressive movie that we were hoping it was going to be. In the very first seat, by the, spoilers, by the way, in the very first, <laughs> after I've already been spoiling it for 10 minutes, in the very first scene, uh, the clown kills a gay couple. The fucking clown eats kids. You, were, you have a problem with them? You have a problem with this clown eating this gay guy and killing this gay couple? but you don't have a problem in the first movie when it tears the arm off a five-year-old. <laughs> that's fine. As long as it doesn't start killing gay people, that's when I start taking issue. Thank you very much. Kill all the kids you want. <laughs> it's a fucking killer clown. The fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> I need a, what do you mean you people? Uh, button where I can hit it on my soundboard uh, from Tropic Thunder in that name of that movie. All right. Anyways. It doesn't matter. I'm done with uh, it. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it too. Make it all one sentence. And I'm going to move on to my next movie that I saw. I saw all this shit in one weekend because I'm a fucking trooper. All right. I sat down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see uh, it too in theaters with my, my BFF. Yeah. Logan. Right. That stands for best friends forever and ever and ever and ever. Logan. And, uh, and then the next morning I was like, Hey, I'm going to go see with, uh, you know, my betrothed, I was going to go see um, uh, Joker, right? And uh, because that, that's been making the rounds. Everybody, everybody's like, oh my God, this Joker movie. <laughs> it's going to change the world. What a cinematic masterpiece this is. And you know what? Uh, it's actually kind of a sad thing that I feel like the Joker movie is getting a whole lot more press and a whole lot more everything than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did. I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a fantastic film. Joker, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But people are acting like it's the end-all, be-all of movies. Now, before we even get into this, have you heard all the uh, retarded shit surrounding the Joker movie? <laughs> Uh, Abby, first of all, I was like, yo, Abby, you want to go see the new Joker movie? Cause I want to go see it so I can talk about it on the podcast. And because I just wanted to go see it because I fucking love Joaquin Phoenix. He made that gladiator movie good. You know, when he's crying, when his sister won't fuck him. Oh my God, dude, that, that made that movie. Uh, he was great. And everything signs when he's like uh, in the closet and the, those Mexicans are running away and the alien goes <laughs> across the alleyway and he like falls back into the clothing that made that movie. And then in, uh, in, uh, uh, when his uh, older brother died from a drug overdose, that made that that made the nineties, <laughs> and uh, and um, I can't remember anything else he's done. <laughs> he did that uh, "Wish You Were Here" movie or something like that. I don't know. He's a good actor, though. Seriously, oh, he did uh, "Walk the Line." I think 
on that name of the movie, the Johnny Cash thing. He's great in that. Dude's a fantastic actor. He he he's Joker guy, right? And I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm fucking bored as hell of superhero movies, so, uh, but it has Joaquin in it, so I'll, I'll go see it. And so uh, I was stoked to go see it. The trailer was fantastic. And I was like, man, that, that looks like it could be pretty good. So I'll, I'll go check it out. So I get tickets to go to it. And then uh, uh, I remember like a month before it comes out, people start doing memes right? and they start cranking out those those jokes. Because you can tell just from the trailer that it's a, uh, um, the Joker is the downtrodden and society is stomping the life out of him and he must rebel. Right. And, uh, and so he, <laughs> and so everybody starts making these stupid jokes about becoming the Joker because society's wronged them. And, uh, my friend Fungletoe, he made a great one where it's like, there's that scene where like the Joker's crying while putting on makeup. And, uh, and he tweeted, it was like, uh, mom canceled the Xbox live membership. That's it. I am become Joker now. And he has like the picture of him crying while putting on the makeup. And, uh, and like all that stuff kept going on Twitter. And then it like it was just like the Area 51 thing. It spiraled out of control. It started as a joke, and then assholes actually show up to Area 51. Thank God no one got shot in the face. And then same thing with um with the Joker thing. Like it it started as a joke. Everybody laughing about the Joker. And then it became like a serious hazard. You know, people were concerned going to the theater, someone might shoot up the place. And then there was there was all these tweets about like uh, fake news stuff. Like Steve actually believed one. They say you can't go see the movie unless uh, oh, it's like a singles policy or something like that. You can't go see the movie if you're alone. <laughs> you have to be with someone. And it's like, but that's getting rid of their entire viewer base because it's a movie about incels. <laughs> so, anyways, Abby heard this shit on the news. They actually sent out a, a memo to the National Guard telling them to be on the watch for suspicious behavior. And they also uh, put out some shit on the news. They're like, uh, everybody be uh, on a watch out uh, when going to see the Joker movie because the violent terrorist organization <laughs> known as Incel might be on the loose, ready to wreak havoc at a moment's notice. And I, I don't, personally, I don't know what's worse. Thinking that it, it could actually cause violence, you know, because I think that's kind of stupid that people get all butthurt that this movie could actually make people like it's so deep and socially woke that it could cause violence. Or the fucking warped ass retarded possibility that uh, it actually could. <laughs> that there's people out there that this movie speaks to that are actually going to do violent shit because of it. I don't know what's worse. Because part of me says, remember that movie The Warriors? You know, with the guy clinking the bottles. Warrior. Oh, my voice is gone already. I can't do high octaves. Um, that movie, I think it was pulled from theaters because they were scared that it was going to cause violent gang outbursts in the in the 80s, early 80s, late 70s or something. I forget when that movie came out. And, uh, and people are scared of Joker in the same way. Like, it's going to cause violent single men to go out and put on Joker masks. I don't know. But you know what? I want to go see the movie. Abby wasn't able to go because uh, uh, our babysitter ended up getting sick. So I, I went by myself because, you know, she she had to watch the kid. <laughs> I left that bitch high and dry to go see my incel movie. 
And uh, so I sit down, you know, uh, me and all the other uh, sweaty guys in there. Uh, nothing but men in that theater. <laughs> no, surprisingly, it was just a bunch of couples. You know, I think uh, the hysteria is fabricated. It's fabricated hysteria. It's just a fucking movie and people want to go see it. All right. And uh, it's a good movie. But it's not the profound. It's just like John Wick. All right. It's, it's a great movie, but it's just not this profound masterpiece because of the existence of movies that did the exact same thing before it. You know, the reason the you know what would make this movie so much better? What would make the Joker a million times better is if Taxi Driver as a movie never existed. What makes Taxi Driver so important is that nothing like it before had ever existed. You know, people look back on Citizen Kane and they're like, I don't, why do people regard this as the best movie in cinema history? Because if you watch shit that happened before Citizen Kane, it's nothing like it. And then you see Citizen Kane and you're like, holy fuck. Like if throw away every single thing you know about current modern day cinema, watch a bunch of movies before Citizen Kane comes out and then go watch Citizen Kane. And then you understand the leap ahead it was above everything else. All right? Same thing with like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Go watch a movie. Go watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. And then watch movies that came out that same year. And you understand how ahead of the curve it was. Go watch Taxi Driver. And understand how ahead of the curve or how different it was. You know? And then you watch The Joker and you're like, oh, it's Taxi Driver and V for Vendetta mixed together. Which, by the way, if people are uh, upset about an uprising, you know, um, why the fuck weren't they concerned about V for Vendetta? That movie came out, and if anything, that was more of a call to arms against the government than any goddamn movie I've ever seen. And there was not a single piece of, like, hysteria around it. That movie came out, and people were just like, meh. Just some fucking loser in a Guy Fox mask with in a shitty haircut. Why the fuck should I care? The only people that fucking care about it are 4chan. But Joker, it's just it's Taxi Driver, V for Vendetta mixed together. It's good. It is really good. You know, it's got some it's got some high points. I know I have positive shit to say about it. I have shit written down here. Uh, <laughs> I you know what? I came into this loving the movie i came out of it loving the movie and then i went on uh i went on twitter this is how much of a contrarian ass i am i went on twitter and i saw that it's just nothing but people talking about how fucking fantastic it is and then people that are like it needs to be omitted from the oscars because it has problematic elements i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like am i the only person watching this movie not really understanding what's so problematic about it. The Revenant one, that movie didn't exactly paint Native Americans in a positive light. You know, there's a lot of uh, Academy Award winners out there that have problematic, so controversial elements is part of what makes good movies, right? Am I I right? Nah. The guy's a downtrodden anti-hero. That's the point of the movie. He's not at the end. He's not going to save a bunch of transgendered kids from a fucking burning building. He's an anti-hero. He's a bad guy. I don't know. I think I'm getting a little bit too serious. 
All right, positive things about the Joker. How about this? Positive things. Um, they used that music. The soundtrack for it was pretty good. Uh, there were some songs that were a little bit uh, ill-fitting for the scene, but they did use that song, That's Life, by uh, Frank Sinatra, and that song's a banger, dude. I've been rocking it. Yeah, underappreciated song, I say. I've been fucking jamming to that since Tony Hawk's Underground 2. You know what I'm saying? A fucking Bam Margera video game. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm going back to this, but I'm, I'm just trying to think of like what problematic things there are in the movie. Or am I too white and male to understand what's problematic about it? The guy's like, he's got some sort of social issue, autism, right? Something like that. He's psychotic. So he's, he's one of the downtrodden, Right. He's frustrated with society because they keep kicking him in the teeth. Literally, he gets his ass kicked. And he takes matters into his own hands, kills a couple investment bankers. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, maybe I am part of the problem. You know, what I, you know what I'm pissed off about? That It Too movie, right? You want to talk about controversial elements. I want to go see that fucking thing. And, uh, and I was so stoked about it, right? I was like, hey, uh, finally, I get to go see a movie about a clown eating kids, you know, and nobody talks about controversial elements in that fucking movie, right? And, and everybody's read the book, 1982, Stephen King. Big old book. And everybody remembers getting to that one scene deep down in the sewers beneath dairy. All them kids shack up together and have a, a, a fucking orgy at 11 years old. <laughs> and so naturally... I buy a ticket of this fucking thing. I go sit down for two hours watching this clown eat kids. And not once in that movie, not, and I repeat, not once, spoiler alert, is there an 11-year-old orgy? What the fuck? I spent $17 on Milk Duds Twizzlers and a Diet Dr. Pepper. I don't even get to watch kids fucking in the sewer. Talk about a waste of money. God damn, son. To be honest, I'm pretty upset. <laughs> I'm not that upset. <sighs> All right. Now we're going into uncharted territory. I don't have a I don't have a list of bullet points of anything to talk about, but there was some shit I wanted to talk about. I figured as a guy that is that's as, as unpolitically woke as me. Uh, I, I obviously need to talk about politics <laughs> and geo um, geopolitics, right? So there's this whole thing. I get on Reddit, right? And I sit there and look at, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you guys realize, but uh, um, uh, women take pictures of themselves without clothes on and put them on Reddit. And uh, so I look at that a lot. And um, which, by the way, if you follow, like, Gone Wild or anything like that, never search by new. It's just a bunch of fucking ugly bitches. You really got to search by top or hot because <laughs> those are the ones that people are upvoting. But if you search by new, it is just, Jesus Christ, it's bitches that got stretch marks all over their nipples and shit. Oh, fuck, why the fuck are you posting this shit, dude? There's a reason I don't post naked pictures of myself on, on fucking hot, large cocks gone wild. I know I'm not going to get any upvotes. Nobody wants to see this shriveled up worm dangling in the fucking, in their subreddit. All right. Nobody wants to see your fucked up, ugly body. If you're hot, then you probably know it. 
Then you post pictures on Reddit. Don't fucking, don't be posting shit if you look like fucking Jabba the Hutt. Anyway, so I'm on Reddit and I'm, uh, I'm looking through, uh, uh, you know, I follow R Gaming, the, the hot spot for all gamers. <laughs> what a fucking crapshoot. It's usually some fucking seven-year-old getting his picture taken with his uh with his uh his dad's PSP and his dad goes this is the post his dad goes uh just teaching the kid about the classics and then he gets 67,000 upvotes or it's some uh, dad takes a picture of his fucking kid with Asperger's who's playing Mario for the first time on his on his old SNES that he dusted off and he goes oh, I just taught my kid about blowing in the cartridges <sighs> and then it gets 78,000 upvotes I don't fucking care about you and your stupid kids learning how to Play some old ass shit. I want. I want to see gamer titties. That's what I'm looking for. No, I'm kidding. All right. So I get on there, and the first thing I see in our gaming is uh is some guy that gets a hundred and four thousand upvotes on his post about he canceled his World of Warcraft account, and his reason was his diehard support for Hong Kong. And so I was like, what the fuck? So I, I dug down in the rabbit hole a little bit because, you know, I ain't, I ain't politically woke, right? And apparently what it is is that uh, Hong Kong's been in, like, open uh, rebellion for a while because uh, China's trying to do some sort of crazy communist shit and uh, uh, extradite people and, I don't know, and all sorts of crap. They're trying to, like, lay down the big-ass communist uh, long dick of the law on them. And the people are rebelling. And... Uh, and basically, it's it's turned into uh, they they want a free Hong Kong, and China's like, no, but you're part of giant big bad communist China, right? And uh, uh, I did see a pretty hardcore video though. This uh, Hong Kong police are on the side of China, right? And uh, and so they're beating the shit out of these Hong Kongians, Hong Kongites, and <laughs> I don't know what they're called, Hong Kongans, Hong Kongans. Anyways, this. Uh, Hong Kong policeman's arresting this uh, protester, right? He, he puts the guy in handcuffs. The guy's not struggling at all. He asks his name. The guy tells him his name, puts him in handcuffs, and then he just fucking gah, snaps his arm. He has him in handcuffs and fucking snaps the guy's arm. It is the most cold-blooded shit I've ever seen in my life. I was like, God damn, son. Kind of felt for the dude, to be honest. Not the cop, the guy that got his arm broken. <laughs> Point is, is that uh, it, it's apparently it's turned into like a companies are in order to keep their business with the Chinese public, right? Cause China's got like billions upon billions of people. They go, Hey, I am denouncing uh, these uh, stupid protests in Hong Kong because I want China to keep letting me do business in China. And China's like, Hey, thanks for getting our back, buddy. You can still have our billions of customers. And, uh, and so it's, it's a big moneymaker for people. Well, Blizzard has thrown their hat in with communist China because they're a Chinese company. Right? And, uh, and so everybody's like uh, uh, pissed off with Blizzard because they're not standing behind the, behind the Hong Kongians, Hong Kongiites. And so people are canceling their WoW accounts in a sign of solidarity with Hong Kong. So that got me thinking. That got me thinking. I was like, man, imagine all these people, all these protesters having their their livelihood, their lives. That guy with his arm getting broken. You know, everything getting stomped out by the long dick of communist China. And then imagine what kind of heartless 
kind of what, what kind of what, what, what kind of soullessness it takes to back a company that is knowingly supporting uh, the the communist regime in China, right? And that got me thinking about Blizzard and all those people that are playing WoW Classic. It sickens me just the thought of it, you know. And then and then I turned my eyes onto a man that I thought I knew so well, a Mister Aqua FPS, day in, day out, playing WoW Classic. You know, and in his mind, he's just reliving this nostalgic period in his life, his his teenage years playing WoW, you know, grinding quests, doing raids, you know. But in reality, if you think about it in political terms, he is that officer snapping that Hong Kongian's arm by playing that game. He's supporting it. It's almost like he himself is walking through the streets of Hong Kong with a riot shield, shooting women and children. And I honestly am appalled by his behavior. Absolutely appalled and sickened by it. I say we should uh, boycott Aqua FPS. (laughs) Maybe blacklist them somehow. (laughs) Furthermore, all those other people that play World of Warcraft, because that shit's gay. You know, sometimes I, I, I go down grim and dark uh, areas of humanity, you know, um, like Aqua playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, uh, like one time I talked about killers, right? And uh, well, there recently has been, have you, guys, have you guys heard of this dude, Samuel Little? He's the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history, and he just popped out like fucking couple days anyways a couple days ago a couple days ago but like a like a month ago i saw this story and like he's apparently the most prolific serial killer in u.s history all right this guy dwarfs anybody else's body count and what makes him so interesting is the fact that he fucking he did this shit forever and nobody was even on his tail you know like uh like those people like uh jack the ripper and jack the ripper he only he only fucked up a couple a couple uh ladies and, and they were like, after the first case, they were like, uh, you know, trying to piece this shit together, uh, finding grape stems and shit. And they were like, oh, is this guy a fucking, uh, is he a surgeon or something? Uh, you know, the Black Dahlia, it was just one lady cut in half and they were trying to figure that shit out. This guy killed women for like a, a 25 years and he never, they never once had like anybody even suspect him. They never, dude's like fucking Hannibal Lecter. So anyways, this guy's in prison. I have no idea what he's in prison for. Not for killing these bitches, that's for damn sure. He gets in prison, and then uh, uh, he starts confessing to all these murders because the dude's old as shit, and he's a fucking serial killer, and they're all, like, psychos, right? But they're, they, they they always got a little bit of, uh, uh, they're always, they always have a, a little bit of ego, you know? And he realizes he's at the end of his life. And so he's like, I want people to know what I've done. And so he starts talking to, uh, I guess, like an FBI guy, and he's, like, confessing his crimes. And the FBI dude's like, oh, yeah, fucking right. He confesses to 93 murders. And the FBI guy's like, oh, you're out, out of your fucking mind. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. The dude's a, a 
like most serial killers, you you don't just become a serial killer if you're fucking retarded. You usually have some sort of high IQ. It's only something that uh, applies to people with an intense intellectual ability, you know? Because um, only someone that's super smart could justify having the hubris to uh, uh, wipe out another person's life. <laughs> a dumb person usually uh, can't justify it in any way. Because, you know, like, it's different if you're robbing a store and you shoot someone in the face, you know, in an attempt to get some money. But, like, a serial killer, their one thing they want to do is just strangle the life out of someone and dominate them. And I feel like only someone that would get the, uh, uh, I guess, satisfaction out of that is someone that believes they are above someone else. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly. But the point is, is that this dude confessed 93 murders. The FBI thought he was full of shit, and he's got a photographic memory. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I know exactly what they look like. He starts drawing pictures of each one. He knows what years, and uh, he knows, like, some names. And then uh, and he explains each one in detail. And so the FBI guy's like, all right, well, we'll start, you know, checking these out. It turns out they've been able to verify 50 of them so far. <laughs> the other ones are credible as well they're like they're looking into it but so far this guy hasn't made up a single one now if you confess to 93 and they've been able to verify 50 of them with certainty (laughs) i'm willing to bet that the rest are probably true all right this guy's fucking out of his mind 93 and they weren't even on to him they didn't even know he fucking existed now one of the most terrifying things i think it was from that mind hunter series on Netflix was um they had a uh god what was it I, I think at the end of that they they suspected at any given time there was 34 serial killers operating within the US now usually because of today's forensic science and stuff they catch them after like two murders so they don't they don't become like really big to-dos but this guy this guy killed 93 fucking people 93. That's fucking insane. I think, I think what, what kept him from being caught was he was kind of like Ted Bundy. He moved around a lot. And then on top of that, he, uh, uh, I feel like serial killers always have like the same, like they get, they get caught in a rut. They're like, okay, I'm going to strangle this bitch. And then I'm going to throw her into the ravine. And so they go down to the ravine and they chuck her over. And then uh, a month later, they're like, hey, I'm going to go strangle a new bitch. Where should I put her body? In the ravine. <laughs> and by that time, uh, you know, they go, ch- they go chuck her over. And the cops have already found the first one, right? And so then uh, uh, three more months pass by and the serial killer is like, all right, I need to go strangle a bitch again. And so they go and strangle some somebody. And they're like, where should I put her body? <laughs> In the ravine. <laughs> and they, they go down there, and by this time, the cops are like, all right, somebody's chucking bodies in the ravine. And so they go down there. They're watching for them. You know, they get caught up in their own cycles. And it's like once you're a beast of uh, habit, a creature of habit, they're going to fucking figure it out. I think this guy was just strangling bitches, and he's just like, all right, I guess I'll leave her there. And then he just goes on to another place. You go, But... It's not like he did 93 people in the span of a year. He did 93 people over from, hold on, I'll tell you exactly. 
How many? Or from what years? I'm on the FBI website right now. They're, they're still looking into him right now. Uh, he's been, okay. He's claimed 93. He's been linked to 61. Okay, they upped the amount. And he's been convicted for eight. Okay. He started in 1970. And he went on until 2005. And he was apprehended in 2012. I got to look up what made him get caught. Little was arrested in 2012 at a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky, after authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the murder of Carol Elford, killed on July 13th, 1987. Well, they fucking... uh, What the fuck? Dude, this guy... You you know what the, the worst part is? The worst part is I was watching this TED talk where they were talking about, um, uh, you know, believe it or not, uh, what I, I guess like the word for it is psychopathy. <laughs> You're a psychopath, right? There, there's a difference between people that are psychopaths and people that are violent psychopaths, right? This guy's a violent psychopath. And um, the uh, uh, people that are just regular psychopaths, uh, they, they may suck in personal life, but they're really, really good business people. Because they don't fucking care about anybody. <laughs> they don't really have a conscience, right? And so uh, while that sucks for the people that they work with, they do usually end up getting really good results. And I feel like they would make a good, uh, um, I don't, I, I, I feel like if they're driven in what they do, they would make good at whatever they're doing as long as they care about it as a solution right and it just sucks that this guy has a ridiculous iq he's got a photographic memory like genetically he is on the ball he is he could have done something incredible with his life i can't remember what i had for fucking dinner yesterday and this guy can remember uh you know what shade of uh mascara this bitch wore in 1973 when he strangled her to death and dumped her in the ravine (laughs) Like, dude, like, you had it, man. And they arrest you in a, in a fucking homeless shelter? You could have done something with your life, dude. Come on. This guy's fucking homeless. Not only is he homeless, but, I mean, he's killing people. I, it, I don't know. Hey, you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? And there's that, uh, that professor that's like, uh, uh, it sucks that I have to wake up every day knowing that you're out there, that you... That you exist and that I have to watch you throw it all away. That's what I feel like watching this guy go through his confessions. On, I'm opening these things up. Yeah, I'm looking at each of these. Okay, so with his confessions, right? So he, he's doing a confession of like, let's say like someone from uh, 1985. He's like, I strangled this lady down in uh, in Arkansas. And he he'll like draw a picture of what they looked like because he's got a photographic memory. And uh, he draws them with, like, crayon or pastels or something like that. And these things are absolutely horrific. And I'm willing to bet $100 that no human has ever looked like any of these ladies. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back the fuck up here. Hold on a second. I'm looking through his Wikipedia thing. You know, that's where I go for all my reliable information. And uh, before I was on, like, the, the FBI thing, maybe they didn't want to put in here that they had totally dropped the goddamn ball, at, like, eight times. But I'm looking through the Wikipedia thing under the crime section, 
And because I was like, hey, let's see, uh, you know, like, was he raping these bitches? Because that's like the only reason I'd go after, you know, a woman. Like, you do it, and then you're like, well, shit, I don't want anybody to find out about it. So you fucking kill her, and then uh, throw her in the ravine. <laughs> and uh, and like, it turns out this dude's been arrested like a million times for murders, but they just keep he keeps getting off for some reason. And and uh, he just strangles him. He doesn't like rape him or anything, as far as I can tell. And uh, but check this out. 1961, he was sentenced to uh, for three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store. Right? That's not that bad, right? Uh, uh, he's been arrested 26 times in 11 states for crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. Then 1982, this is uh, you know this is seven years after his last arrest. Um, he was arrested in Pascalula, Mississippi charged with the murder of 22-year-old uh, woman Melinda LaPree, right? The grand jury declined to indict uh, Samuel Little for the murder. Um, while under investigation, he was transferred to Florida to be brought up uh, to trial for the murder of 26-year-old Patricia Mount, whose body was found in 1982. Uh, prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mount on the night before her disappearance, but due to the mistrust of witness testimonies, Little was acquitted. So he was being charged for one murder, was acquitted because it, it just didn't seem likely. While he was being tried, they moved him to a different state for another murder, and they were like, man, he doesn't seem like he's done it. And then, so then he moves to California, 1984, two years later, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling some woman who survived. And then one month later, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with an unconscious woman who had been beaten and strangled in the same location he had done the previous woman. He goes to prison, serves two and a half years. <laughs> That's it, two and a half years. Anyway, so he, he uh, 1987, he moves to Los Angeles and, and kills 10 people. And then he's arrested in 2012. But, I mean, so there's some pretty obvious, like, I'm a fucked up individual that shouldn't be in uh, in the public eye or uh, living in society if you've been arrested that many times and related to that many murders and, and assaults. I don't know. Point is, is that this guy right now, the investigation is in its infancy. This man is confessing. And, uh, and be, you're going to, within the next year to two years, there's going to be a lot of documentaries and shit that come out probably on Netflix for the Samuel little guy. And it's going to be some pretty interesting shit. I guarantee you it's going to be, it's, there's going to be some stuff worth watching a whole lot better than that golden state killer guy. Cause that guy was just kind of a fucking loser. It is now eight 53 AM. I'm going to go back to sleep and my voice is probably going to be gone by the time I get up. So it's been emotional. I'll see you guys for the next one, which will probably be with my brother. Huh? Huh? A little duel thing? Which, by the way, I forgot about this. You guys are probably wondering, like, hey, last podcast, you did that Discord interview podcast, and then we voted on who was going to be the one to get the, the, the dedicated podcast. Where the H is that, Sam? And then uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't forget about it. Uh, Anna ended up winning, Bumbo's girlfriend, but they live relatively close they're only three hours away so i'm gonna drive down there and i'm gonna do a live podcast with them 
I mean, by live, I mean like have my camera set up and everything. It's going to be edited. It's not going to be live. I mean, it's going to be recorded and then edited and given to you guys. But um, uh, because it, I have to go down there and everything, I have to find time to do it. So I'm going to do it in November, the beginning of November. So it'll be uh, probably early next month when I go down there. And, you know, they got work and everything. So we, we're trying to match schedules. So don't act like I'm blowing you guys off. Uh, it, it's coming in the future. <laughs> So this month is going to be, you got this podcast, you got the next one with my brother, I think, and then you got, a, 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 you know, the Patreon-only solo motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, I'll smell you guys on the flip side. It's been emotional. 